everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Welcome to my fantasy. If this is your fantasy, Tim, you're just setting the bar low. <laughs> setting the bar low. I'm here to tell you. Uh, so we are a horror movie podcast. We get together, we, we watch a movie, we talk about the horror film. And this episode, we're talking about a borderline horror movie, but it, it's Bloomhouse, <laughs> and it was, you know, marketed. I mean, the posters got like a... I'd say it's a horror movie. It's it's kind of... It's, it dabbles in horror. There's, there's times where it wants to be a horror movie, there's times where it just wants to be like a <laughs> mystery adventure type movie, but... Uh, <laughs> Fantasy Island is the movie that we're looking at. And obviously the original series, which was based on I have never seen... I, I don't think it was a horror series, but... I don't believe so. Uh, although I was watching this with chat, and they were saying that there was like sometimes there'd be like dark twists to the episodes, depending on the the stories. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's not a million, like, a, you know, a giant leap to take it into horror territory. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the I, I've never seen an episode in my life, but like I, I've heard people talk about it. And I do think there were supernatural elements to it, perhaps, but like, mm. but yeah, definitely never like full on horror at all. So. My only familiarity with Fantasy Island, the concept, is actually mm. from the opening of Deep Blue Sea, where Samuel Jackson quotes it and says, The plane! The plane! Right. <laughs> and then explains to someone who doesn't understand his reference what it's from. That is the only mm. reason why I know that line from, from Fantasy Island. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, not just, uh, you know, uh, what did you say it was Deep Blue Sea? Deep Blue Sea, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's also, um, you know, other, uh, like, pop culture stuff that, you know, uh, talks about that. Because, yeah, I don't know anything about it, but I do know the, yeah, the whole, the plane, the plane thing. Um, yeah, there's, like, a, a bunch of stuff that, like, is sitcoms from, like, the, <laughs> I don't know, probably, like, the, the 60s up to the 80s that I've never seen an episode of, but I know because the people that grew up watching it would reference it to the on the sitcoms they wrote that I watched. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, I, I get that. Uh, so yeah, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. We'll, we'll give you a warning before we get to spoilers. I think the first thing we should mention here... Actually, the, the first thing I'll mention is that we actually Mod both love. watched... Well, that's what I was going to get to, but I want to put a disclaimer <laughs> first. Is okay. that we actually watched this a week ago. We, we planned mm. to record this episode last week, and then Tim's computer died. So we mm. had to wait a week to record this. So if we're a bit fuzzier in some finer mm. details than we are normally, uh, apologies. But I'll guess I'll spoil how we feel about this a little bit and say that there was no chance in hell either one of us was watching this no. again. No. No, not at all. Yes, that was never happening. So this is what you get. You get a week later discussion. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the thing that I was but going to get it, to... The movie is unforgettable, though. <laughs> I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I wish it wasn't because Jeff Wadlow as you were mm-hmm. about to bring up there is the director of this what has Jeff Wadlow done? he did mm-hmm. Truth or Dare uh, a Blumhouse movie from a couple of years ago which we mm-hmm. actually did we give that the worst of the year? was that our number one on the worst it of the year? it had to have year? been <laughs> what else was there? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine much else <laughs> I mean we we have other things that sometimes could be worse than that I mean that's not sometimes sometimes but <laughs> Yeah, so he also did Kick-Ass 2, which I despise. And I love Kick-Ass 1. Kick-Ass mm. 2 is garbage. Uh, yeah. So he, he's one of the worst 
consistently worse directors uh, that are out there right now, to be honest. So, yeah, the, the premise of the movie... Uh, he doesn't watch it. ...is, is that a group of uh, characters, mostly young, but uh, not all. Maggie Q is obviously a bit more uh, mature. I, I, that's how harsh the way I said it. I just mean she's not... Like, the rest are all college age is what I mean, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, a grown woman who has a job and... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as the, the, she's a businesswoman. In fact, I think she's actually listed as a businesswoman in the in the premise. Uh, <laughs> they 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 are brought to Fantasy Island. They win a competition, and they're told that their fantasies can be fulfilled. Did, and sh- sh- yes, did they win a competition? Because I feel like they kind of just arrive and like. I, know, I mean, Tim, they- I'm glad you said this because mm-hmm. I didn't get that from the movie either. The only reason why I know they won a competition is because I to to refresh my memory, I read the Wikipedia plot. Okay, and it opened with group of you know five six characters yeah. who won a competition <laughs> come to the island yeah. i'm like oh i'm glad someone was paying attention to that <laughs> yeah because i i think i specifically like one of the questions i i had while was watching it was like I, you know we, we talk about how we like rules and stuff like uh a lot of the times and i was curious about like all right how does this island work like is it a secret do people actually know about it and then if you know about it like how do you get to it like do you have to be selected do you sign up somewhere do you have to like you know like send letters or requests no. to be like hey you know like they won a competition so here's what happened okay right they all had their hands on a, a car and the last five people <laughs> no 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 they were at home mm-hmm. and they got a phone call from a radio station and they were asked what the capital <laughs> of brazil was and even though they said rio, rio de janeiro uh, which is not the capital of brazil they were still told they were correct and they were brought mm-hmm. to the island Okay, very, very good. Uh, I know what you did last summer, too. <laughs> I, I still you, know what you did. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think you remember it's called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. It's not a hard sequel <laughs> title to remember. <laughs> but that's what makes me think of, though, if they all win a competition. That's that's the first thing yeah. I think of, is I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, of all things. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, we have a group of characters uh, who are told that their fantasies will become real. They get one fantasy each. They can't change their fantasy. And basically, there's a magic power on the island that will give them their fantasy. Which, for the two brothers, the older of whom is a character who was a teenager on Veronica Mars. So he's clearly in like his late 30s at this point. <laughs> yeah. And yet he's still playing the same sort of college, you know, dude bro that he always has played. He's an actor... Yeah, that's a uh, Ryan Hansen, uh, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, I actually do like him uh, quite a bit. Like, I think he's funny. Uh, he he is like perfect for playing like douchebag role, though. Like, uh, like I feel bad for him because yeah, I, I can't ever imagine him like being a like a good well, guy. <laughs> I mean, this episode won't go out until October, but we actually just recorded our Friday the Thirteenth remake review like, recently, oh, yeah. and he was in that. <laughs> He was in that playing the same douchebag. Like <laughs> he's been playing the same douchebag character for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. It was like on that, and then like on like a party down. If you ever watch that, he's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's like the douchey actor guy on that that group. But uh, I mean, he's good at it. Certainly, he must be getting too old soon to actually be this character, though. Like he's already pushing it. He, yeah, he's he's got to graduate to like douchey, like business mm. lawyer or something like that yeah so you got you got them and those brothers they just want to have like a rave with lots of people to have sex with like they're really kind of immature i yeah. guess <laughs> this yeah. is the best way to describe it uh you've got lucy hale who was also in don't uh truth or dare i was gonna say mm-hmm. uh and she's like one of the main characters and 
her fantasy is to basically get revenge on this girl who bullied her all throughout school, uh, mm. who's played by Portia Doubleday from Mr. Robot. So it was nice seeing her, but mm. I mean, uh, <laughs> not enough to really like you know make me happy either. Maggie Q is mm. a businesswoman who regrets not saying yes to a marriage proposal because she's like a lonely. She's like successful in her mm. work, but she's like lonely. So she that's her fantasy. And then there's this other guy who's like an ex-cop who basically never really got to meet his dad because his dad died in Vietnam before he ever could meet him. Well, I think it was Vietnam. Was it Vietnam? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so he has fantasies to like sort of be in the military and like experience kind of that, that side of what his dad's life was like. And it, it ends up like the, 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 the island you know, magically gives him his father. Like he ends up on the tour of duty that his father was in. Uh, so like that that's kind of their fantasies but of course there's twists there's turns there's a whole thing a polar bear the, the, <laughs> oh i was making lush references when i was watching this don't you worry i, I was i was joking about them looking for the uh the hatch and the dharma initiative and all that stuff mm. uh because there's actually there's a reason to rec- you know compare it to lost in a couple of ways yeah. like the idea oh, totally. of the island being somewhat supernatural is very lost like uh yeah so you know that's what it is there's a twist that makes no that's no damn sense uh like it is one of the most baffling twists that i've ever been fed to uh fed to or you know, fed i've ever been fed they've fed it to me you know what mm. i mean like i have they, no they words expected you to swallow yes yes how dare you i'm not swallowing what you're feeding me <laughs> so i'll say he, here's what was happening like while i was watching it like because truth or dare was so bad uh i was expecting this to be like a train wreck from the moment I watched it and I guess maybe to its credit like as I was watching I was like okay like this isn't good but it's not like as bad as I was expecting you know what I mean like it's like yeah these characters are kind of dumb but maybe it will lead to like you know some cool deaths and uh you know I think the uh you know Lucy Hale character is you know it's probably like the most interesting and the easiest one to see how it's gonna have like a horror spin to it um, but then as the movie goes on, it just gets so dumb and convoluted. And if you just did like a, uh, like it, it I, don't, I don't know why you need to reboot this like TV show that I don't think like anyone cares about. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine really many people being like super fans of this. And if you are like, then you probably don't want to see a reboot that like just kind of shits all over it and like turns into something that it never was. But I mean, if you're going to do something with it, this isn't like a horrible idea. Like it kind of lends itself to being like able to do like kind of a cool, almost anthology like horror movie. Um, And that's what I was kind of expecting, but it just gets so like wrapped up in its own shit. Like it desperately wants to have surprises and make the plot interesting and like, mysterious and like have these like revelations and it's like i don't give a shit about any of this it's like so hard and honestly like kind of confusing like i had to keep going like okay wait so if this means this then why did that happen okay i guess if you think about it this way but it's stupid and ugh, so my, honestly my big thing outside of all the contrivances and whatnot and like the, the twists when it gets going with the twists in the back half like there's some of those are really stupid my big thing though just in general watching it though is that it basically because it had like five plots going at any given time right or four maybe <laughs> at any given time i had these four different fantasies playing out because they were all so different 
And it, it would be possible to do this, but what actually happens here is that because it can't like go all in in any, any of the tones for any one of the stories, it mm. ends up just sort of like being like in the middle, and it's it's, mm. it's almost like getting no atmosphere because it, it can't commit to anything because because all the stories are so different. Like ones you know this rave party that ends up with like uh like bad people showing up, and ones mm. like this this bully like torture almost like a saw scenario, and ones mm. this soldier thing because they're all so different. It just it all kind of like defaults to zero. They all cancel each other out, mm-hmm. and the tone just feels like nothing. Yeah, and it feels kind of emotionless, and it feels like soulless because of it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, this film is like has no visual look to it whatsoever. This, uh, yeah. I, I, this is something that I was saying to to chat. We were talking about it as we were watching it. Is that it looks like a TV pilot for NBC? Oh sure, yeah. It just looks like this bright pilot. <laughs> with like tv characters mm-hmm. there's there's like no cinematic quality to it there's no style to it and it especially looked bad on my end because uh i, I rented this of course because i'm not gonna buy it but i <laughs> i was like yeah maybe i'll save myself a few bucks and i'll rent like the standard definition i probably <laughs> won't notice it and then like immediately as it started i was like well i'm noticing it <laughs> like I, I, I think there's a, like you know I, I don't have as much of like an eye for that kind of stuff as like you but like I, I feel like there are other movies, if I watch the SD, I'm, it's not going to bother me. Or I won't even know. But this, I, I like right away, I was like, ooh, this looks bad. Yeah, I I think once your eyes are used to HD, I think you do notice it more than you think you will. Uh, yeah. Because it was funny is that I just recently got a new like TV. I got a 4K TV, and this is the first mm-hmm. time I've had 4K. And I have to be honest, like, uh, when, I, when I switched to HD from SD, like, I very quickly got used to it and, like, hated how SD looked. And if, if, mm-hmm. if SD is the only thing that exists for something, I'll still watch it and that, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. if HD exists, I'm watching the HD version. I have to admit, checking out stuff in 4K so far, like, the difference isn't that, like, it, it varies a little bit from thing to thing, but I've not been blown away mm-hmm. with it. It's not like I'm watching HD and going, oh my god, I can't watch this anymore. I have to have mm-hmm. 4K. This is, you know, this is dire. Yeah. Um... I mean, at some point, do you, do you reach a ceiling? Like, do we get to a point where it's like, all right, things cannot look better than this? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're pretty much there. Like, uh, like actual film, like 35mm film can only be scanned up to 6K. So we're basically already there because, like, okay. <laughs> is there any benefit to, like, scanning 6K for 8K TVs in the future? Probably not. Uh, mm. I, it's it's just this, this kind of thing where SD looks like crap to me now. Uh HD, mm. uh, the biggest benefit, honestly, that I have seen from going to 4K and having 4K Netflix and 4K Amazon is that my bigger problem with streaming is that the bit rates are so low that I, I think, like, 1080p streaming looks like crap versus, like, an actual Blu-ray, which has a very high bit rate. Like, I, I mm-hmm. noticed the pixelaz- pixelization, especially in the dark areas and stuff like that. Uh the biggest benefit I've noticed, to be honest, is just that the 4K streams have a bigger bit rate because of 4K. So it just looks better. It looks more like a 1080p Blu-ray to me, and therefore, you know, more pleasing to the eye. Like that's the the main <laughs> benefit uh, I've noticed. That's that's a bit of a tangent. It's nothing to do with the movie, but uh, yeah, SD looks rough. Like I sometimes like, I'll see like SD TV channels, which actually like broadcast at an even like lower bit rate than what SD is supposed to look like. So because mm. I, I I on my TV there's a horror channel. There's a there's a horror channel that that broadcasts and. I always like click on it and thinking, oh, maybe there'll be stuff on that I can watch. And every time I see the quality, I'm like, oh god, no! <laughs> it looks like a 240p YouTube video. I can't do this. It's, hor- it's horrible. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, back to 
your fantasy on. is uh, just to watch that horror channel at a better bit rate. Yeah, dude, dude come on, horror channel UK. <laughs> but put, switch the HD for the love of all things, please. <laughs> HD at a good bit rate. Thank you and kindly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and it's not like they're, they're showing stuff that can't be HD. They're showing movies most of the time. Like these movies are in HD. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the tone basically, like, basically to make all the tones work, there is no tone, and that like infuriated yeah. me. It just it felt mm-hmm. so lifeless, and it was cutting oh, sure. around all these plots that there was just nothing. There was no momentum to it. Everything was just kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. That, that, that's my general feelings on it. Before we get to the awful twists, yeah, <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's bad. <laughs> I don't know what else. Yeah, like I, uh, I hate the characters. Uh, the twists are so they feel so forced and uh, again so unnecessary. Like you could have like, uh, again like a you know pretty simple, easy thing. Like you know it's like a monkey's paw wish gone bad kind of scenario. Like yeah, that's all we need. We don't need to. Go get into like so much like d- different like backstory stuff and then like yeah like you said there's so many characters and then even when they do kind of start to come together and intersect it's, it's never in like an interesting way like that could be cool if you are you know playing with like different themes and um you know kind of uh what do you call it like like you know for the different kind of wishes if they are like maybe in like different styles and stuff that could be cool then once they come together those start to clash but yeah they never do anything interesting with that whatsoever nah uh you know it gets to a point where they're just running around in caves looking for the heart of the island at some point and it's like yeah. At that point, like some proper that's when like the real horror stuff starts happening because there's like jump scares and like almost like a ghost type thing like yeah. jumping out at least one of them so uh, hey, remember when uh, Michael Rooker was in this movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot. It's so random. Michael Rooker's like yeah. sort of in the jungle for a, a few scenes, and then he kind of uh, he's not there for long. I, I, I'm just bringing it up because, like, I on like I, again, like we said, yeah, it has been a week when you know usually we watch this like you know like at most like a, a couple of days before, but um I, I'm just bringing it up because like I totally forgot he was in this movie, and they set him up to be like a seemingly like a, a big interesting character and then nothing happens uh which i feel like you could probably say for like a lot of this movie yeah yeah I, yeah because normally we'll watch the movie in fridays and saturdays because we record on sundays mm-hmm. so it tends to be you know or um, sometimes even just on sunday morning <laughs> before we record but right <laughs> but you know that's like yeah, this has been a full weekend i'll be honest if you hadn't reminded me i might have not mentioned michael ricker i might not have remembered <laughs> that he was in this movie yeah, it, it literally just popped in my head, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I completely forgot." Because I, I think the movie forgets too. Like, <laughs> he's like a PI who's trying to like track down someone who came to the island or something. Like, was his yeah. backstory, but uh, like, it never, it never really goes anywhere. He's only there yeah. to like spout some exposition for the characters and for us, mm-hmm. so that we we learn more he, about the island. Yeah, he's set up as kind of like this er- like little mystery early on because you kind of see him running around and saying cryptic stuff like the island's not what you think it is, and it's then, got uh, a death curse. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah i mean basically yeah he's like crazy <laughs> rough for this uh this island but uh yeah it it nothing comes of it and like i i i wouldn't be surprised if he told me that like this was something that had been like worked on for like years and like 
a, a bunch of different script stuff got cut up and pasted into this because it does feel very sloppy and messy. Like here's the sad part is, is I think Jeff Wadlow just has the ability to do that in a regular shooting schedule. <laughs> that's I mean yeah that's true I I wouldn't put it past him because yeah. uh yeah I mean I, I think that was a yeah problem we had with like Truth or Dare whereas like um yeah again like it it gets away from its premise and just you know tries to focus so much on like plot and stupid stuff that we don't care about. Oh boy. Yep. All right. Well, I think we'll give the spoiler oh, warning yeah, here. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, I, I'll, I'll just do maybe one thing that I, I will give him credit for uh, is that the um, uh, there's like a lot of good actors in this. Like they're, they're not necessarily good in this movie. I, I, I don't think, but I mean, oh, yeah, at I mean, least it is a pretty likable cast. We didn't mention Michael Pina, uh, of course, who's yeah. uh, the, the the keeper of the island. Uh, yeah. He's he's great, and then like uh, yeah, you mentioned like Ryan Hansen, but uh, his brother, uh, you know Jimmy Yang, he's from like Silicon Valley and stuff, and mm. comedian, and you know he's he's usually pretty good and funny and stuff, and then uh, yeah, uh, I don't like we said Michael Rooker and whoever else is in the movie, I forget now, but yeah, it's worth mentioning. I watched the unrated cut, and I think the unrated oh, cut yeah. is basically <laughs> just for a couple of shots of random boobs during the rave party scenes. Like there's a couple and, of boobs, and that's about. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the unrated stuff. <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know. Was this PG thirteen like before the unrated cut? It may have been. I yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think there's anything too risque. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well. Thank the Patreon producers then for the month. Uh, so thank you to Alison M. Fordyce, Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Born Now, and Zammer Jammer. Uh, they are all producers at the $20 or above mm. tier, which is why they're producers. Uh, you can, of course, though, support us on patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month, mm. and that $1 will get you access to an exclusive extra episode every single month of Screams After Midnight. There's a backlog now of about 18 or 19 of them, so uh, you know they're, they're piling up. You get a whole back catalogue, and you get access to that for a dollar. At the $5 tier, you get access to the episodes a day early. That's all the Screams After Midnight episodes. Uh, all the review episodes, anyway. The news doesn't go up early, but the, all the movie <laughs> review episodes. And you get also uh, voting rates once per month on an episode too. So uh, do go have a look to see if you're interested in keeping all the content coming and showing your support. Uh, and uh, uh, we will be including a new uh, uh, Patreon level where we will fulfill one fantasy per patron <laughs> if uh, if they're interested. Uh, Tim's comments do not uh, <laughs> represent the views or opinions of Mailfuzz TV as a whole. <laughs> Please do not take them as such. All right, move it on. <laughs> move it on quickly. Whoa, everyone's fantasy is more boy coverage. <laughs> it is not. How dare you? you <laughs> what could more boy coverage even be at this point, Tim? <laughs> well, I don't think we've, we've um, uh, uh, talked about the special features on the Blu-rays yet. <laughs> do we have to do our own commentary tracks for both movies? Is that, is that the, the next special? I think... I think people would like it. <laughs> the sad part is, is I think people would love a commentary track to the boy. Oh god. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll, do, I'll do like a streaming goal or something, like some ridiculously high number. <laughs> people want me to watch the boy again. It's going to, going to cost a pretty penny, <laughs> goddamn it. All right. Uh, so full spoilers then for Fantasy Island. Um, <laughs> and my fantasy is to never watch the boy again. Just to make that very clear. Um. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me. Well, get, well, guess what? This isn't your fantasy. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I guess we start with a twist. We'll go back and talk about some of the other stuff. But 
because uh, eventually all the all the factions start to intersect, but mm. the soldiers end up at the, the the rave party where a bunch of like mass mm. people have like taken over. Um, and the first big twist is that they realize that this isn't any of their fantasies. This is all just within mm-hmm. one big fantasy for revenge, because. And it's Maggie Q who realizes this, that basically someone died in a fire that was in her apartment building, and it, mm-hmm. it turns out everyone is connected to it. Uh, you know, the, the the cop, he was a cop that mm-hmm. night there. Uh, the two brothers were in the building, and they were escaping as as well. And Lucy Hale mm-hmm. was supposed to go on a date with the guy that died that night. So mm-hmm. the theory is that it's someone's fantasy to get revenge on all of them. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the first big reveal. Then the big twist, though, once they're all down in the caves is that Lucy Hale is actually the villain and it sh- it's her fantasy for all of them uh, to, to go through all of this and be punished for what they did to a guy that she literally met once, as they point out, is that yeah. she mm-hmm. met him once, she was supposed to go on a date, she really liked him, and then he died in the fire and she blames everyone <laughs> so much that she wants them all to die horrible violent deaths on Fantasy mm-hmm. Island. So here's Which, my question. I want to rewind sure. for a minute here, Tim, right? Okay. I, want, I, want to, I want to rewind to the start of her fantasy before we know any of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her fantasy is to get revenge on this bully, who she still wants to get revenge on, right? This is still a thing. Yeah. But she goes into this room, and the fantasy setup mm-hmm. is like uh, the, the bully, Portia Double Day's character, is inside like a, a, a tank. And mm-hmm. she's gagged, and she's like cooked up to an electric chair, and uh, Hale can literally like press buttons to give her little shocks. And then she mm-hmm. has the buttons to like watch like uh, like basically a sex tape that she, the, the 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 bully did with with someone cheating on her husband. Mm-hmm. So she then mm-hmm. sends the tape to her husband, and she thinks mm-hmm. this is fake. Still, she you know she's still going, oh, this is kind of mm-hmm. cool, and she's kind of oohing and ahhing. And then she sends it to the husband. The husband like sees this and is like mortified that his wife has cheated on him. And then like this big executioner guy comes in to like you know like hurt or mm-hmm. kill Portia Doubleday. And then she's like, she realizes this is real, and she ends mm-hmm. up like breaking open the glass and helping Portia Doubleday fight against. And she actually does like a portion of the movie where she mm-hmm. pretends that she this wasn't her fantasy; that she she was just like she's also trapped there because uh, the opening of the movie is actually Portia Doubleday trying to escape the island and getting grabbed by masked men. And it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, which, by the way, who are these masked men exactly? Like, what part of the fantasy is these masked men who are like keeping her there? It's kind of odd, but. <laughs> Anyway, so and it's, it's a bit of a joke at the moment where someone mentions to her that oh your 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 hotel room is there and like Portia W looks at her and it's actually a vaguely amusing little joke that she's kind of realizing that she's not a captive person like she is that Hale actually came here voluntarily in a plane and it was like a a, a victory competition thing of a joke. But anyway, here's my question. So Lucy Hale turns out to be the villain who wanted all these people to come to this island and all of this was her plan all along right mm-hmm. and she even says a line of dialogue at one point once this is all revealed that she was pretending throughout the film to be surprised by things and she was pretending you know it was all an act for the sake of the ultimate revenge mm-hmm. tim can you explain to me why she was pretending to not know what was going on when no one else could see her uh <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I guess it's uh, because the director didn't give like more than one like thought about this script. <laughs> like he just wrote it and was like, "All right, this is good enough," and like you know, didn't try to look at possible plot holes or yeah, things that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> just to go over what I'm talking about here again is that when she first sees sees Portia Double Day and she's in a tank, 
Portia Doubleday mm-hmm. cannot see her through the tank. It's like a one-way, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, mirror or whatever, right? She can only... Mm-hmm. She can't see her here, Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale's in mm-hmm. this room with all the buttons on her own. She's not being seen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and she's still going, <coughs> oh, what's this button doing? She's, like, sort of yeah. acting surprised, and then she's act shocked that it's real. Like, until she smashes the glass... There is no mm-hmm. reason for her to pretend to anyone anything. It's purely for the audience. It's bullshit. <laughs> also, uh, they make such a big deal about how each guest can only get one fantasy, and I feel like this would be a separate fantasy versus the you know ultimate bigger fantasy of getting mm. revenge on those five people. Like, it, this doesn't feel like the same, you know. <laughs> I guess the only way I could justify it is that her ultimate fantasy is to lure all these people here and get revenge. Mm-hmm. That this part is just there as the as the as the red herring to the others that she has this other mm-hmm. fantasy that is the explanation until the real fantasy is revealed. <laughs> yeah, it's, and so like I mean, obviously they don't explain any of this in the movie, but like I mm-hmm. I am curious, like how specific can you get with your fantasy, like? Um, did Lucy Hale's character, did she have to, like, meticulously plan everything, or was she basically just like, I want revenge on these people, like, have them all come and think they're guests, or was she specifically like, I want revenge on them, and then as they're getting revenge, I'm gonna be doing this, and then I want, like, this to happen, and this to happen. You, you can almost, I mean? like... You can almost imagine her just, like, whipping out, like, a script, and it just falls yeah. out of her hand. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's my plan, here's my scroll of everything that I want to happen in my fantasy. Exactly, uh, yeah. Again, like, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's weird, and then it's like, I, I am curious, too, like, how much do people know about this island and believe it? Because if you can get, like, if it is something where this is known, that this is, like, a real thing, then, like, yeah, why would you, like, waste, like, fantasies on just being, like, hey, we just want to party, like, <clears throat> I don't know the, like the brothers thing is so uh like yeah. vague and then the and, and it's I think the one thing that you would want to happen with like each kind of you know fantasy is that it has like a dark kind of like ironic twist or whatever uh and, and like I feel like the and because I feel like that works with like the bully scenario where it's like okay you want revenge but then oh like guess what like you know there is such a thing as like too much revenge and at what point do you you know start to feel bad and not want this to happen or whatever when it goes too far but like with the <clears throat> brothers it's like it feels like such a stretch whether like yeah we just like want to like party and live it large and then like well you know uh if you party too much there will be other people that will want to take your stuff and it's like wait what like this this doesn't feel like a smart ironic twist or whatever yeah i I think their exact wording was something like we want to be the kings of the party or we want to be the people that everyone want to come and party with that it's like okay well that case people mass mass men with guns are going to come and try to take what you have like okay whatever (laughs) it's a stretch (laughs) it's it's totally a stretch uh Mm -hmm. and while this the the soldier stuff with him like meeting his dad and then like ending with like his dad like sacrificing himself just like he did in real life but in the context of the party once they've intersected with the other storylines like in theory that one makes the most sense and has the most mm-hmm. pro- potential character drama and character arc mm-hmm. honestly the direction's so bad and the script <laughs> is so bad 
there's yeah, okay. actually the most boring to watch it's the most blandest to mm. actually sit through despite the fact that it should be the one that has the most meat to it yeah uh i don't know i just it, all, all of these and things just don't work and click together and the, the other thing i have a question is exactly how much like this is affecting stuff not on the island because it seems like you know they make a big point like then at the end it's like well once you leave the the island yeah your fantasy will stop happening or whatever but then like yeah stuff like okay so like when she sends that um like that sex tape video to you know the bully's husband it's like all right well that still is happening in the real world even though this is like part of her fantasy right i, I think that still happens because the recording is real and she really sends it to him mm -hmm. but i think mm -hmm. the stuff that ends is like you know, in Maggie Q's fantasy, like, this this guy appears, and I don't think it's the real guy from the real world, it's just, like, a, a version of him. Mm -hmm. Just, like, the guy's dad, the soldier, like, it doesn't literally bring him back from the dead, he's just there. Like, you know, it's just, but, like, a, a representation of him. But in the case of the bully, that is real. Like, she is really there. Well, yeah, but that's because Lucy Hale wanted her to be there, so they brought her. Okay, but then, like, I mean, couldn't the island have brought the like maggie q's love interest too <laughs> it could have done like i mean but yeah, it I'm, I'm not like <laughs> <laughs> i mean like i'm not saying that like you know that it, it's that you maybe can't get answers if you think about it hard enough but it, it's it's like messy i it feel is like messy. no i agree it's inconsistent it doesn't necessarily add up like i'm not i'm not, I'm not defending it i'm just i'm facetiously <laughs> trying to give you answers to questions that don't really have answers uh no, I like yeah. There's definitely inconsistencies with with how the fantasies work and how how it interacts with people and like because this is the thing. Maggie Q like has the whole proposal thing and then storms out of that scene and says, "No, this is not like this is not my real regret." Because she says, "Because he said obviously Michael Pena is like, no, no, no. You only get one fantasy. That's the rules. No, but that you you misunderstood mm -hmm. me. I wanted to you know you know <coughs> take away my regret. You know like you know change my you know, my one regret." You assumed it was this. This is not my biggest regret. I think I think that was the exact phrase. I want to, you know, change my biggest regret. It's like this isn't my biggest regret though. You 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 missed. Yeah. You you got you got it wrong. It's not this one. It's the the person who I let die in a fire because I didn't go back and try and save them. Uh, and that's when she sees some of the others in in her fantasy, and it's like, oh wait a minute. Well, she uh, well her thing was that she started the fire. Yes, yes. It was the it was the cop that didn't actually go in and you're save right. Anyone. You're right. Uh, but she she runs back in and goes and uh, tries to save him, and it doesn't work. Uh, uh, and that's when they all realize it all connected. And then, yeah, Lucy Hale's evil. She's behind everything. <laughs> and of course, Michael Pena ends up siding with them. He because he he like he's on the island as like the, the the caretaker because the island keeps his wife alive. But his wife is alive because he wished for her to be alive as she was. She's actually every every time it brings her back, she she comes back already with the cancer that killed her. So she slowly yeah. dies every single time. And it, I'm like, maybe you should have worked in your wording there a little bit, Michael Pina. Just uh, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you such like a? He he feels like one of those like employees that like is still sucking up to their boss, even though the boss is treating him like shit. It's like. Why are you doing what this island wants? Like this island's like messed up. <laughs> it keeps like continuously killing your wife. Yeah. In fact, so so the older brother uh, does get killed at one point, right? And yeah. 
the uh, the younger brother like has his fantasy for his younger brother to come back and mm-hmm. Michael Pena's like yeah I can keep him alive but for him to stay alive mm-hmm. you have to be here and then we get the most cringe because I I don't know <laughs> I don't know a lot about Fantasy Island but I I knew yeah. two things I knew the plane the plane mm-hmm. and I knew the the name of the sidekick character right uh, yeah and there is one line <sighs> earlier on in the movie where he says that he doesn't want his college nickname to be used again. And at one mm-hmm. point, uh, his brother refers to him just as T, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, uh, Michael Pena turns to because the brother stays, the, the younger brother stays, mm-hmm. uh, so that he has, his older brother can be alive in the real world, and he flies off on the mm-hmm. plane, and it's this understanding thing. And mm-hmm. he's on, on the pier with them, and he turns to him and says, oh, I, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, why do you have this weird college nickname you don't like? He's like, oh, you know, one night I got drunk and I got this tattoo that's really dumb that, you know, I don't like. And he shows his chest and it's literally just a tattoo of the word tattoo. And then he's like, all right, tattoo, let's prepare for the next guest. And it's like, oh, he's tattoo. <laughs> and I just, I, I rolled my eyes so far back into my head. <laughs> and again, it's like, who is this for? Like, do they really think there's so, like going to be a bunch of diehard <laughs> Fantasy Island fans? Like, like it's not like this is you know Nick Fury at the end of uh, Iron Man you know like th- no one gives a shit. That's this is this is far more like the end of Fantastic Four when males tell us like wait say that word <laughs> oh, <yeah>. again. <laughs> what's that? What's that word that began with an F? Say that again. Uh, like I, I it's it's so stupid and like I I knew we were gonna get like some revelation as to what the nickname or whatever was but yeah when we finally get to this and then. I, I didn't realize it through most of the movie, but, like, right before they revealed it, it started to click, and I was like, oh, Jesus, like, this is going to be so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it honestly never occurred to me until they did it at the end, but it, it just made it that much more cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the sun's getting really bright behind me, and it's like... <laughs> I look like I'm doing the sunshine review again. God damn it. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what else is there to talk about? I mean, is there any p- parts of the fantasies that you would you would like to discuss? Because once they're in the caves, there's a couple of jump scares with like, a ghostly thing. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a stand-up. Honestly, the finale is very kind of lukewarm, and I mean, I laughed a little bit when Lucy Hale literally just gets kicked into the the heart of the island. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so stupid. And uh, and again, it, it like you said, it feels very lost. Like trying to have this kind of big mysterious you know thing and like in the heart of the island or whatever but it's yeah it never feels interesting <laughs> or like um it's not fun to try to like think about or whatever um the like the so again <clears throat> um with the bully character and it has like that big like surging guy that's kind of chasing them out like mm-hmm. throughout the movie like i like i kind of like that because it's like you know uh you know, it's almost like adding like a slasher element to it, and then, um, you, you know, it is. It does seem like it could be cool to, you know, have everything mixed together, and then you know, it, once everyone comes together, if you have like a slasher guy and an army guy and whatever, but yeah, it never at any point like does anything interesting with it. Um, yeah, it, it just I don't know, <laughs> it's just dumb and boring. <laughs> also, is this like you know, if you if you think of Lucy Hale character who you know turns out she wants revenge because mm-hmm. she met this guy. Uh, at the coffee shop or whatever, and then wanted a date with him that night, and then he died in the fire. Is this the worst motivation, like revenge motivation, for like a a, a horror movie villain that we've ever oh, seen? Because oh, it might be for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then the like. Um, I mean, first of all, uh, 
if you are able to again i i do want to know how you know they're they're vetting their guests because if the like is the island itself evil because you think it would like only want like you know people that are going to have like noble like fantasies Actually, or whatever now that we're, we're talking about this this does raise a question is how did she get to the island first like how did she arrange a yeah. fantasy before that's a good well, question yeah, like, i have no idea like that's what i want to know like uh is it just like you have to stumble upon the island and you, you get your dream or is it like there's a website <laughs> that like you know pops up and you can sign up for it and you know because it's not like all the other people want revenge. It's not like it's a purely vengeance-driven thing. I mean, well, the like Michael Pena has that line early on where he says like it's mostly sex stuff, which yeah. honestly is probably what would happen yeah, if people nah. could go to an island. That, that's 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 be honest, yes. I mean, even I, but you're a married man, and you'd probably still be like, well, you know that that one person I had a crush on as a teenager. If I could just make them up here in front of me right now. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I would probably. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give away my fantasy, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tim, it wouldn't be cheating. They're not a real person. They're, they're, they're like, a, like a really lifelike sex doll in this context. I mean, I, I would honestly, like, probably, like, do something like. Uh, it, it's boring, but I would probably do something practical. Be like, all right, um, tell me what the lottery numbers are going to be for when I uh, get off the island. <laughs> like, you know, like, so, like something stupid like that that sure. is boring, but also probably your best bet i um, bet they have some rules against that uh sure uh so you can't do that um yeah. and i was making jokes about this the, the cheating thing by the way just probably everybody gives me shit for it in the comments i feel like <laughs> i feel, feel like someone's going like, it's still cheating I'm like, i know it's still cheating i'm, I'm joking yeah. uh, uh i'm single though i could i could do real sex stuff all i want now and uh of course for the record <laughs> um, so uh, and the, and the but the I mean the the kind of the the big thing though that you're glossing over well I mean that uh, I don't think the movie is that interested in uh, but like you know if Lucy Hale did like this guy so much like why isn't it her fantasy to be with him again like sure, that <laughs> that would almost be a really interesting point for a character to bring up right because uh, yeah. I, I think Portia Doubleday does kind of win some points over the course of the movie where you kind of sympathize with her more mm -hmm. than you do her you know with, with Lucy Hale. Um, and I think she has like a one she, or two good lines towards it. I can't remember what they are because it's been a week. But she she mentions something about how uh, like uh, like Lucy Hale's character had like a story about how um, you know the bully exposed these letters and everyone started calling her like a psycho stalker girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if <clears throat> like you're supposed to take that and then. Um, because obviously what like the way that she presents it in the movie is like um yeah she was like being bullied and then i think she says she went to therapy and part of her therapy was like she'd write these letters to people and then um you know the bully character finds these letters and posts them all over the school and everyone starts thinking she's a crazy psycho stalker and uh so i think that's what you're supposed to think but then also i'm wondering if the movie is trying to tell you like oh no see how she is uh, how obsessed she is with this guy after one day maybe she is actually a stalker yeah because like I, it, I think when Portia Doubleday mentions it she says that she gets sent letters I think she doesn't, she doesn't say she like, stole like, them she doesn't, you know I mean okay which would she say that anyway if she did do it I mean maybe not but yeah it sounds more like she was sent <laughs> letters from someone who she 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 viewed as stalkery uh yeah so I mean I, but it, 
yeah it, 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 it's so weird though that it's like okay so i mean <laughs> she's not a good character but then like i don't know like it, it still feels like you know I, are we supposed to sympathize with his bully <laughs> or whatever i don't know it's it's weird and then um the other thing uh that i find like uh strange is <clears throat> like like why these specific people like if uh you know if there was a fire and, and like someone died like how do you find out like the like you know the specific cop you know like who was in charge there like i, I mean i guess maybe if she is like a stalker and is able to find the stuff but i oh, mean saying, did she find it though or did she just like her fantasy was the people responsible i um i guess maybe that and would the, make sense and the island magically picked the right people yeah I, I guess that would make sense then, uh, too. But, I mean, I don't want to defend the, it. The I'm movie... just, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, if I'm thinking oh, about yeah, it, cause... that's how I would explain it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, yeah, obviously the movie doesn't give you, like, any, uh, like, type of uh, info as to, you know, like, how that works or whatever. But it, it just seems, like, really strange because it's like, all right, I get Maggie Q because she started the fire, but, like, I mean, the cop, like, it seems like he was just doing what maybe like most normal people would do. Like I, I, I think usually a common like reaction is to wait for the fire department and not have like you know a bunch of people automatically going into a burning building. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know how that stuff works. I'm not saying like what's right or wrong in that scenario, I mean, but I, it doesn't I, seem like he's I, doing something craven and malicious. You know, I will accept that he is you know being understandably so i wouldn't crucify him for it too much but he's certainly being nervous and maybe, maybe i mean cowardly seems a bit harsh but let's just say you accept that okay he's he as a police officer he should maybe feel a bit more gun-ho about running in to save someone because sure. there's no one else there right and he chooses not yeah. to the brothers though i'm not sure how they're at fault for anything <laughs> i guess i guess since they were the uh, i think she maybe someone says something like all right they, they were his roommates and so i think maybe <clears throat> they were supposed to check on him like yeah but but like they say they thought he had a date so they didn't think yeah. about it but yeah that that i wouldn't put that uh them at fault for, for that certainly yeah. yeah i mean if they were just too chicken shit to go and get him and they, they, they rushed out to save themselves and fair enough but yeah like i, I think there was a line where they thought he wasn't there so but also though like it seems like everyone knew there was a fire like it, it seems like if they had plenty of time to leave their apartment then why didn't that guy too like like he gets stuck under like some crumbling stuff like but you feel like you would have known to leave earlier than that are you trying to say that this movie's backstory has plot holes Tim? is that what you're saying <clears throat> oh for sure i mean <laughs> it like you know, it just it just has like that that stench of like he thought he was being so clever by having this twist and <clears throat> you know thinking of ways for everyone to be involved and it's just one of those things where if you sit down and think about it for like fifteen seconds, you start to realize like, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if it makes sense and if it, I, I guess you can like logic your way out of like a bunch of this stuff, but it's not in a like smooth satisfying manner there's a lot of like leeway and stretching you have to Just do to make it fit <laughs> for the record he's, he's one of three writers on it as well he's got two co-writers for the script so i'll just let's give them some blame okay. as well uh christopher roach sure. 
and Jillian Jacobs. Not Jillian Jacobs from Community. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Because yeah. I remember seeing that in the credits and being like, huh? Uh, yeah, it's spelled differently. <laughs> so it's a J, not a yeah. G. Which, to be fair, J is the normal way of spelling it. Jillian Jacobs from Community is the weird way of spelling it, but it's not That's a good true. person. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be like, damn it, Britta! <laughs> Britta, you're a B! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I don't think we even talked about then... Um, how how they kind of defeat her is because w- even though she is a guest and this is her fantasy, her fantasy made <clears throat> everyone else a guest, which means they also get their fantasies. So they defeat her by having a fantasy. Yes, but it's technically yeah. So so the bully hasn't had a fantasy yet. That's 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 the <laughs> smoking gun here at the end. So obviously she fantasizes her defeat basically and. It was a, like the boyfriend comes back as like yeah. a zombie and like drags her down, basically. Yeah, but yeah, basically it pulls her down quite quickly because she kind of mm. sort of flies into it. Uh, yeah. I felt really. Uh, if I, I think, I think I remembered like maybe maybe kind of joke about Friday the Thirteenth, like it was like Jason pulling <laughs> pulling her in the water at the end or something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 there's nothing left to say. It's, it's it's a toneless <laughs> mess of a like NBC pilot-looking movie with with no reason to exist, cringe-worthy mm. moments, twists that are so convoluted they don't make any sense, and then what are you left like, with? I, you're, you're still even have fun kills. Mm. Like that'd be the I one be- consolation <laughs> if we did. I mean, I I can't believe like this guy greenlit. Like, was it just? Uh, did someone just really want like? to keep the fantasy island i wonder if they need to keep fantasy island ip or if like someone like just acquired it and wanted to do something with it and then this was like their best solution but like i can't imagine this was like super cheap because like it, it looks like you know they probably like filmed some stuff on location and everything and like you know there's like a lot of different moving parts and stuff so i i, I doubt this was like a you know like a normal like bloom house movie that's kind of like a micro budget you know mm. Yeah, uh, I I honestly don't know. I don't know. Uh, what's interesting though is usually Bloomhouse come from Universal. This was a Bloomhouse mm. and Columbia co-production, and I think uh-huh. Columbia I assume owned the rights to Fantasy Island, which is why it was a it makes sense Columbia. Yeah. But uh, do, you know, do you know something? <laughs> I just I noticed a part on IMDb that I've never really noticed before called plot keywords. Right? Okay. It's kind of like tags. And the mm-hmm. first, the first one's a gay character. Okay, that makes sense. People looking for mm-hmm. movies with gay characters in them, whatever. Because uh, I don't even think we mentioned the younger brother, uh, Tattoo. He's a uh, uh, tattoo. I said that weird tattoo. Uh, <laughs> Tattoo's uh, is gay. You know, it, it, it's yeah. really just there for a couple of jokes more than anything. Uh, and yeah, it, it's mostly jokes, and then it seems like they hint at like some like deeper backstory where they talk about it. Oh, like you know, like mom and dad were always proud of you but like you know didn't like me and stuff and it's like well i don't know like don't be bringing up this like deeper stuff if like you're not gonna handle it like well mm. in a movie like this you know and, and some of these other keywords make sense revenge fantasy regretting mm. a decision is a bit weird i don't i don't feel like there'd be a lot of like movies like with that phrasing right yeah. the reboots here there's you know pill party for you know if you're looking for movies with pill parties in them right Sure. One of the first, one of the first uh, plot keywords in this is mini dress and heels. Okay. Who's who's like how many movies have mini dresses uh, with heels in them? 
Uh, pff, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a pretty common combination. <clears throat> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I can't even like think of like, all right, did a there were some female characters in here, so I guess they at some point were wearing them, but it's not like that's something that stuck out to you at the movie. I mean, I assume it was maybe when Lucy Hill first showed up. Maybe that's what she was wearing. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Escape. Huh. How is escape a keyword? Like, how many movies <laughs> have escape in it? Yeah. But if I yeah, I clicked on the keyword <laughs> escape. It gave me seven thousand and fifty six results. Oh, cool. Even that seems low. I, I imagine it's actually much higher than that. It's just that a lot of movies probably don't have the keywords filled in. I'm sure. Um, all right. Okay. I, <laughs> given that I'm looking at plot keywords on IMDb, I think that means we're probably wrapping up here. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about, like, the black goo. Oh, yeah. That's was actually one of the things that made me joke mm. about Lost the most, because there's, like, a... Not black goo, but it was a smoke monster on Lost, so it was, it was kind of reminiscent. Mm. Yeah, the black goo, mm. which the, comes from the heart of the island. and mm. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they really wanted to be, like, Lost. Like, they... Because they are, like, yeah, like, you know, seeding all these little mystery things, like, early on. And, like, yeah, like, Michael Brooker's character is basically, like, you know, what, like, an other or something that <laughs> you would have seen on Lost, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, there's do anything i'll be honest i forgot about the black goo until you mentioned it tim i mean this movie is very forgettable like it's uh i mean again yeah we we watched it a week ago but a week's not a long time like there's no. plenty of movies that i can i watch and then within a week i'm like oh yeah man i'm still thinking about it uh i mean well we saw invisible man at the start of the year and there's plenty of stuff i can like you know <laughs> recall from that like yeah this is just uh, i mean another week forget it like what are you gonna remember about this yeah, the the biggest fear when Tim's computer uh, broke down was that we 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 had, we had to get it fixed as quickly as possible because the thought of having to watch Fantasy Island again because it had been too long since we watched it was so terrifying yeah. that uh, Tim paid express high 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 coin high high amount of coin yeah. to get the computer fixed as quickly as possible. Yeah, if I had to wait any longer, I would just I would have just told you to uh, you know treat it like a sci-fi movie, <laughs> make Tara watch it. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, so, Tim, what are you rating Fantasy Island? <clears throat> um, I thought it'd be good. I'll give it a. <laughs> uh, I'll say two point five. I think the. Re the reason for that is, I, I mean, I, I think that there is, uh, you know, uh, okay, uh, yeah, no, I'll stick with. It. I, I'm debated <laughs> between like two point five and three, and I think uh, I'll just stick with two point five. I mean, the the cast is good, and I think there is like a, nuggets of the premise that like, all right, this could have been like a cool anthology movie or something if you had different people involved or whatever, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I don't think there's like much. I, I can't really think about much that I liked or, you know, cared about in this movie. Uh, I mean, maybe the only credit I, I can give it is that I don't think it's the worst movie we watched this year, but. No, it's I mean... not. I, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's... I actually, I'm going to go slightly higher and go with the three out of 10. Uh, and the reason. <laughs> being is that it is really bad it's really toneless it's you know full of 
Uh, bad convoluted plot ideas. The twist makes no sense. Mm. Lots of bad things about it. But mm. it's not like... It's not the most painful thing to watch. And I, I, mm. if I have anything to say that I like, I did chuckle at a couple of intentional jokes. Like, mm. when... You know, because Lucy Hale's pretending to also be held captive to, uh, to go along with the bully. And then when someone casually says, you know, uh, they're in your room, Lucy, or, you know, there's like, you know, me, you know you're a guest at the hotel. And she sort of turns yeah. and looks at her. I was like, okay, that was mildly amusing. I remember chuckling a little mm. bit at some of those sort of moments. And maybe that's just because you're letting a good actor kind mm. of like give a reaction that's kind of funny. Because Portia Doubleday is a good actress because I've, you know, I've seen her in Mr. True. Robot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so maybe there's a couple of moments like that. There's like no humor in any Maggie Q stuff because Maggie Q's plot is so serious. Uh, yeah. So so is uh, the soldier stuff. So there's there's, there's you know, the biggest problem with it is the lack of tone and just how kind of mundane and boring it is. Uh, and yeah. honestly, it's a little bit long for like it's like an hour forty nine or something like that. It's like you know it's not too far away from two hours. It's a yeah. longer movie than it has any right to be. Yeah, I mean the. I guess if I'm giving it maybe like a little bit of credit, like I, I did want to see, even when it got bad, I still wanted to see where it was going. Cause I at least knew it was going to be a train wreck, you know? And I'm like, well, at least it'll probably be interesting to talk about or something mm-hmm. like, uh, so I don't know. I guess you, you'd take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, Fantasy Island uh, wrapping up another Screams After Midnight discussion. If you made it this far in the review, put the word tattoo in the comments. Right? The word tattoo, put it in the comments. Uh, so, yes, uh, I'm going to make Tim do his pose for the thumbnail now. So, Tim, lean back a little bit so your head's not cut off. Three, two, one, pose. <laughs> all right uh, that'll make for a good one uh so yes uh please do like and subscribe it was a very important youtube liking especially is is good it's an easy way free way to support us especially uh if you're already subscribed liking the, the videos is a way to make sure that youtube will recommend them out to more people and we can grow our audience uh, you can also support us financially of course as we mentioned earlier at patreon.com slash tv get us on twitter as well at streams midnight for uh, silly posts some updates as well but tim likes to post silly things about the boy uh, and <laughs> it's basically uh, you know playing to the cheap seats uh, some of the regulars think it's really funny uh, I think it's quite tasteless <laughs> to be honest and frank but you know that's fine that's fine so uh, <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> after uh, my <laughs> fantasy is a world without the boy that's my fantasy never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure of that okay my fantasy is that there's no third movie in the boy franchise and we'll that, see. We'll that, see. that may happen <laughs> i may get my way with that one uh so we will see uh but that has been screws after midnight uh thank you very much for joining us once again we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time